Welcome to Self and Soul. This podcast is your safe space to seek clarity on all things self and soul growth, a place where you can lean into your soul whispers and essentially come home to you. I'm your host, Daniela Elias. Hello, hello. I am so pumped for this episode. It is going to be a really big one. We are talking comparison or comparisonitis as I like to call it. And this has been a really big topic that both myself and my close sister circle have been talking about a lot lately. And actually the reason why I knew it was a topic for the podcast is because the universe just presented it in this like perfectly presented folder for me. And it's like, hello, this, 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 this is what you need to be speaking about. So it all started on Saturday. I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. I was nearing the end of my winter phase, so I was still in my hiding away from the world sort of energy and vibe, but I went against my own rules and we all do this. So I'm happy to put my hand up and and plead guilty because I know it's something that we all do, but I was having a good old scroll on the socials, even though I knew I wasn't in the energy or headspace to be doing that. Now I keep a pretty tight ship with who I follow and what I allow on my feed, but for some reason I fell down on this day. I fell down that rabbit hole and I ended up on, I don't know, someone's sister's cousin's Arnie's goldfish's best friend post, you know, and I know, you know exactly what I'm talking about because we've all been there. Anyway, I ended up on this random post, which completely triggered my little bubble and invited in this whole array of colorful emotions. And I'm a pretty strong minded individual when it comes to my life choices. And I know that they might not always mesh well with the way society trains us to move through life. And I'm cool with that. But every now and then there is something that weaves its way through my high on life wars and makes me feel like I'm behind or missing out or not good enough. Now, even though I call bullshit on all of that, it doesn't make my feelings in that moment any less valid. So Around that time, I created the space just to express how I was feeling and I let it all out to Andrew, who was amazing, by the way, with holding that space for me and really reminding me of the bigger picture, but most importantly, just allowing me the space to just express and feel what I needed to feel, right? So anyway, that was my mini experience. And then over the few days to follow that, I had not one and not two, but three of my close sister circle reach out separately to express how they were feeling. And it was like an exact replica of what I was feeling and what one another was going through as well. And so we all had found ourselves being caught up in this web of comparison, right? And for some reason, we were all feeling less than, but No one else made us feel that way except for ourselves, right? Let's make that really clear. But we're feeling less than. And when we expressed how we were feeling, it ended up in us realizing that even though our feelings are valid, they really are not a true reflection on where we are at in life at the moment. And that perhaps they're being more of a, like a mirror reflecting our deepest fears back at us, like the fear of not belonging or the fear of being judged, um, the fear of not being good enough or missing out or being left behind, all of it, you know. And so in this episode, I really wanted to break a few things down. And 
this whole episode has come about purely because of these conversations that that I'm having with these people around me and the the recognition that it's not just one of us that's going through this, but all of us that's going through this. So I really feel like it's quite important. So in this ep, we're talking all things comparisonitis. I'll be breaking down exactly what that is, what it looks like and what it means. Um, And when I say what it means, I mean what it means to me. So everything in this podcast is my perspective. So take it with a grain of salt. If it doesn't match yours, totally fine. I'm just throwing out how I feel. So we'll be talking comparisonitis, social media boundaries, and also I will throw in the top five things to remember when we feel triggered by what we see online. So there is a lot of stuff in here. So I'm going to jump right into it with my definition of comparisonitis. So This is when you find yourself comparing your life, your business or your career, um, the money that you have in your bank account, you compare your possessions, your relationships, your family, your health, and really whatever else we seem to compare because there's a lot of things, right? So we find ourselves comparing these things to what we see on social media, whether it be what someone is posting on their personal page or the ads that we get bombarded with daily. So we know we are stuck in this place of comparison when our energy or our emotions change because of what we've seen. For example, Um, you might've seen something that have brought up some sort of icky feeling inside of you. You might be feeling a little bit of jealousy, which is okay. Remember that all feelings are valid, or you might be feeling really sad or insecure. Whatever the feeling is, you found yourself entertaining this space of lower vibration purely because of what you have seen. This is comparisonitis. This is that place of comparison that we so often get stuck in and we all experience this. Like no one is exempt from this. Let's make that really, really clear. No one is exempt from this. I go through this all the time. It's a cycle. And then it's part of the cycle to recognize, pull ourselves out and move through those things, which we'll go through as well. So From here, there are a few things that we tend to do. We get stuck in this place of comparisonitis and then one, we get stuck down this rabbit hole. We dive deep, we start scrolling, we allow the feelings of not good enough to fill us and to fuel us. Or we realize that we've been on social media for, I don't know, over an hour and we barely noticed what's going on around us. We have not been present at all. And then from there, we become that consumed by the emotions that we allow all of the energy that we're feeling in that moment to completely take over. And then we lose all motivation moving forward. And for me personally, I know from there, I become very unproductive and very caught up in the feelings. And so the thing is, in these moments, it doesn't matter what others say to us or how they see us. We are just feeling the emotions and we can't see any other perspectives. It's really hard for us to see any other perspectives. I think that we personally, uh, well, not even personally, I think that as a society, we have become so addicted to all of the platforms that surround us. And I'm on it just as much as everyone else. Let's make it really clear. Like I said, no one is exempt. We are so addicted and we can't help it because that is the new norm and it's literally everywhere. In being so addicted, we lose all control and our life begins to alter to fit into this new world, a world where documenting every bit of beauty is the norm. 
So notice that I say documenting, right? So documenting the beauty, because when was the last time you went out to lunch with your girlfriends and didn't take a photo of like the delish stack of pancakes that were perfectly presented with all the colors of the rainbow dripping off it? You know, when was the last time you went out to an event or a wedding and you didn't cover your story with the beautiful outfit or you know, the, the wife walking down the aisle or, or the bride walking down the aisle or the first dance or all the shenanigans that follow, you know, why is it that we post stories to wish our friends a happy birthday rather than picking up the phone? Life has changed, you know, and society has become accustomed to sharing the pretty things. And it makes me question, A, are we really living in our present? B, if we have forgotten to really pause or experience and feel the beauty and the gratitude of what is happening in our lives and see, have we all just forgotten that life isn't perfect, that it's messy and vulnerable and challenging at times. And I think that all of these things are true. The last one in particular, you know, life is so messy. It is rarely the highlight reel that is social media. And so when we experience the mess Rather than recognizing that there is beauty in that or there's healing in that, we push it aside and we hide it and we deem it not good enough or not worthy of sharing or we see it as a weakness. And then eventually from there, it's just this big bottling up of emotions and you don't need me to tell you what happens when we bottle emotions. We all know it builds up, it explodes at one point. It's crazy time, right? And that's exactly what happened the other day when I was sharing with my soul sisters. You know, we were sharing these experiences of triggers and comparisonitis and the way we feel after spending long amounts of time on social media. And what made the laughter flow after is the recognition and the realization of how far from the truth our judgments and insecurities were. You know, how caught up in all the things we had become and how much it was actually affecting us. And in fact, one of the beauties that I was speaking to, and I know she won't mind me sharing, but she was giggling over the realization that she was actually so okay with where she was in life and she was happy with her path and her choices. And it really was only when she was confronted with imagery from others in her life um, and really noticing that they were all on a different part to her, yet similar to each other. This, I guess, made her reflect on whether she should have made different choices in life or if she was missing out. And the thing is, she had that realization that, no, I'm actually okay. I'm actually happy with where I am. And yeah, you know what? It doesn't look like everyone else's path. And I'm cool with that. But she needed to move her way through those emotions and dive deeper. There was a lot of deeper diving into understanding why she felt the way she felt, of course. And so moving on from that, I'm going to share a more personal example that happened the other day, because this is something I brought up with the girls when we were reflecting. And I just thought like, let's really dive into this because I'm curious to explore it. So anyway, my sister, my younger sister, Gabriella, she just gave birth to the most beautiful baby boy. And legit, this is the most exciting thing that has happened, not just this year, but I feel like for a really long time, you know, we're as a family, we're just really pumped about this. So anyway, it's a bit of a segue, but you know, when you look at a child's eyes and you think, holy shit, you know, you are not from here. You're an angel in human form. And I don't know if it's just me that thinks this way, but when I look at him, I wonder what wisdom and like what magic he knows that we don't know. 
because I just feel like babies do. I don't know. Anyway, that's a total segue. But the point of this story is that I happen to find myself surrounded by family and friends who are in the stage of their lives where they're starting a family, which is very beautiful, super exciting. And I'm all like, I'm super pumped about this. I'm all for it, right? But I do need to make it clear. And the fact that I do need to make it clear is also extremely telling. But none of this, underlining none and bolding, none of this is a trigger for me. And I feel the need to say this because I think it would be very surprising if I shared the amount of phone calls and messages that I received after there were social media, um, you know, when people put up posts saying like, welcome to the world, new baby, blah, blah, or I don't know, whatever people post, right? So I received so many messages asking if I was okay or how I was holding up after all the recent births. And I was just like, it actually... First of all, I laughed. Then I just thought, hold on a second. Why am I laughing? Why, why am I getting these messages? You know, am I putting off that sort of energy? And it made me really reflect. And I was like, what is going on here? So this is something that definitely needed to be explored by myself because I really needed to get to the bottom of it. But at the time I was like, you know what? It really isn't a big deal. People are going to think what they're going to think. They're just, I don't know, looking out or whatever. I just didn't really want to go into it right then. So I pushed it aside and let's put that into the jar of build up that we shouldn't be building up. But anyway, that's what I did. But then something happened, right? And this story, I love this story. It is, I find it quite funny. Um, And I, oh gosh, but dad's probably going to be quite annoyed with me sharing it. But you know what? he'll forgive me. So it's totally fine. But a few days later, dad calls me up at eight o'clock in the morning. And he was so excited because someone had sent a gift to their house with my name and Andrew's name on it. And he was excited because you could tell it was a gift and it was a big deal. And he wanted to know if, you know, I could come past and pick it up. And I thought, okay, we'll just open it. You know, who's it from? We don't know. There's no card. Okay, just open it up. FaceTime me. We'll, you know, we'll go through this experience together. So he calls me up on FaceTime and he starts the unboxing experience, which was very delicately done. Well done, dad. You know, you're not used to unboxing videos or experiences. You did a really good job. Anyway, he's doing this experience and he's pumping me up and we're all excited. And still we open it up and there's no card, but there's this beautiful box, right? And it's just very over the top and exciting. And we're like, oh my goodness, like what is going on here? And then I probably have made this up, but in my mind, it was like there was this button that was pressed and imagine like this chest opening up, right? I actually have no idea if that is real or not, but that is the story my mind has. And I'm going to stick with it because it's very dramatic and I'm for it. But so the lid opens slowly and as it opens up, Inside is just blue everything, like blue baby blankets, a teddy bear, like all this other stuff. I actually don't know. But my immediate reaction was to crack up laughing. And I was like, holy shit, like, who is this from? They've mistaken me for 
my sister. And I was like, well, you know what? It's fair enough. My name's Daniela. Her name's Gabriella. They're very similar. We're both married to An- like Andrews. It's confusing. They might've just mistook that. Okay, Daniela's had the baby, not Gabriella. Let's send a gift to the parents' house and congratulate them. And so we're having a good laugh. And dad was like, quick, like wrap it back up. Like this never happened. We'll, we'll pass it on to Gabby. And I was like, haha, all funny, all good. But then later on, when I was sitting down and retelling the story, I was like, hold on a second. If there, if there was that mistake, by the way, they didn't make a mistake. Dad read the card wrong. It said Gabriella, not Daniela. He just, I don't know why his mind went to me, but totally fine. But the thoughts that were going on in my mind was, okay, if they had made that assumption, which they didn't, but if they had made that assumption that, oh, Daniela had the baby, am I behind? You know, that's where my mind went. Am I behind? Should I be at a different stage within my path or and it put me into that really non-serving space right and I went down that rabbit hole of comparing and not enough and you know questioning and it didn't take long it really didn't take long to be shaken out of that and to be like hold on a second no like this this is just your thoughts are going down this path because you're making an assumption about what other people are thinking, but you're actually quite happy with where you are. So there's no point in comparing to a false situation that doesn't really exist, right? So, and then that was further explored when I was chatting to the girls. And it was just one of those things where you think, okay, we're exploring this to understand what's deeper than those triggers, what goes beneath and what goes below. And that is so important, right? So Anyway, the point of all of this is there are constantly things around us that will trigger us like all the time. It's not something that you can escape. It is something that will probably surprise you and happen along the way. But getting back on track, when we feel this sense of comparison begin, there are things that we can do to get ourselves back into a space of serving thoughts over, you know, letting the lower vibrations take over. And there are also quite a lot of things that we can do to prevent feeling those ways in general. You know, when we head over to our social platforms, there are a lot of things that we can put in place so that we can really protect our own energy. Because the reality is we're not going to delete social media. You know, we're not going to be just suddenly done with it. It is always something that will re-spark our interest again and again. It's a cycle and we'll always end up back on it because that's just the way we've been wired now. You know, it's very hard to disconnect entirely forever. You know, it just is not something that we know. But we can definitely put barriers as a precaution up. So here we go. Let's start off with social media boundaries. You absolutely... And this is a non-negotiable. You absolutely must have boundaries for your use of social media. Now, this is going to look very, very different if you're just using it casually versus if you're using it for business purposes. Let's make that clear. And I will go into both. So if you're using social media for personal reasons, it is time to limit how many hours you're spending on there, you know, as a whole, because we get so stuck in comparison because we overconsume. It's as simple as that. So it's time to create a new habit for our daily scroll. The first suggestion is to set time limits for yourself. So rather than reaching for your phone in all your free moments, say to yourself, 
This is how long I give myself during my lunch break or in the evening and stick to that time. And when you hit that time limit, get off, you know, hold yourself accountable. I've set up this, I know TikTok has it. I'm not actually sure if Instagram has it. I have to explore it a bit more, but I set up this health tracking on my TikTok account because there was this one day that I was mindlessly scrolling. And when I checked the time, no joke, it had been a whole hour of watching the most pointless videos. Hilarious, like yes but serving no not really so a whole hour had gone past so I popped onto this health settings that they have and I put in the total amount of time that I wanted to allow myself to consume videos on TikTok and when it hits that limit a little notification pops up and it stops me from consuming more so now the thing is right let me just pop in here because it's not hard to ignore the notification and continue the scroll. But you need to learn to be accountable for your intake of these types of things. It's really important. Put it this way, it is, I think anyway, that it's much better for our mental well-being to make a cuppa, to cut a big slice of chocolate cake and to sit outside and enjoy every single bite than to mindlessly scroll on social media. You know, we need to get our priorities straight. Are we living our life or are we living through the rose-colored lens of someone else's glasses? And I think that's like a big, big point of reflection. And following that, you know, another tool that we can utilize is the bedtime settings on the iPhone and Android users. I'm not sure what the alternative is, but I'm sure that there is one. But anyway, what you do is you put the time of your, well, the time you want to go to bed or the time you want to commit to as your bedtime. And half an hour before that, your phone goes into wind down mode. So in wind down mode, there are no more notifications for anything, phone calls, messages, apps, nothing, no notifications at all. The backlight is very dim and it reminds you that in order to get a restful sleep, which is so bloody important for our self-care routines, really, we need to start stepping away from our phone and having some screenless time. And so you might want to replace it with some sort of soft music to wind you down. And I actually will put a playlist in the show notes. It'll be called the Zen playlist. This is just frequency-based music, so no words. It will really help your mind ease and wind down. So feel free to utilize that if you feel called to. Um, Also, you might like to journal. You know, some people journal to reflect on their day. You might like to turn and talk to your partner and talk about the experiences you had or your gratitudes or even just writing your gratitudes down is another form of allowing your mind to just calm itself a little before going to sleep. The point is, it's time to be mindfully present, you know, and allowing ourselves a chance to be mindfully present. And in this day and age, we need to be away from our screens in order to do that. So the most important boundary that I can think of is really in regards to who we are following and who is following us. I'm going to talk about who we're following first because it's the easiest one, (laughs) but who we're following and what we allow on our feeds is so important. Weekly clearing should be a thing, legit. Like I do this all the time. This is where you go through who you're following and you reassess if they are serving your energy. So what I mean by this is, are they posting things that make you smile or inspire you? Is it educating? Does it feel good? If it doesn't serve you, if it makes you feel a certain way that is not serving, unfollow. 
You know, you can control the types of things that pop up in your feed just by being more mindful about who you're following. And if you're getting triggered or you're feeling any less than just because you're seeing someone else's content pop up, unfollow them. Like it's as simple as that. And when you do unfollow them, like do it in a way which allows yourself to understand the intention behind it, you know, make it a very intentional practice. And also it's worthwhile exploring why you feel triggered by their content. You know, it's, it's something that is worthwhile for us to really understand, but the easiest thing to do is unfollow them. Like it, it really gets to be that easy you get to control that and we don't get to control much right so having that little thing is something which is quite powerful and it's also important it really is important to recognize that all of these things that pop up it is just content it's just content it is never ever a reflection of their real life or their full life It is simply a highlight reel. And I know you've heard that so many times, but it really is important to just hear it again because everything we see is a highlight reel. And I actually had someone recently say, you know, I feel like I know everything that's going going on in your life. You share so much. And I thought about it for a while and I thought, well, do I? I do share a lot. Yeah, I share what I need to share on my business page. Sometimes behind the scenes snippets, I share what I feel like sharing and the things that I want to educate on with my personal page. But the reality is there is so much that goes on behind the scenes that we don't share. And this is something that we need to keep in mind about other people. The reality is people aren't sharing what's going on behind the scenes, like the real stuff, the messy stuff. Like they don't share that. We don't share that. So it's important not to get bogged down by what we see because it never, ever is the full story, like ever. And no matter how vulnerable people are in their sharing, it is never a complete picture. It really isn't. And on this there are always people that we will feel guilty to unfollow. Most of the time, this is going to be family, right? Or old friends that we've shifted away from because that's what happens in life. But my thoughts on this is you actually don't need to ever feel like you have to justify or explain yourself. If you don't want to follow, then unfollow. If they ask or approach you about it, just say that you're monitoring the content that pops up on your feed, like full stop. And that's being honest. But like, really, are they going to notice? Probably not. And if they do, then perhaps they are not really the type of vibe that you want to be surrounding yourself with anyway. So unfollowing still is the best way in my mind, full stop. But look, if if this does make you feel uncomfortable, there are other ways. You can just mute them. You don't have to unfollow them and you just mute their posts and stories. That still protects your energy. You won't see their stuff. They won't be any... Like they won't be none the wiser to know that you've muted them. Easy. Like there are there are other ways. But there is no harm in hitting the button which will automatically stop them from following you as well. So that's another suggestion. They won't know if, if you've hit that button. Um, there are options. That's the point, right? And so another thing is let's not post what we think we need to post. Let's post what we want to post, like the end. There's no like rule book of what we need to post or having to look a certain way or fit a certain image. No, like let's get back to basics and just post what we want to post. Like it's an app. Let's not take it so serious, right? So 
yeah, I don't know. Lots of thoughts on that. But switching my brain from personal to business, it does change things a bit. If you have a business, it is a little harder because social media makes up the biggest part of your advertising and your marketing and it can become so freaking consuming. But the thing is, it has all the same triggers that apply to you and all the same boundaries that you need to be creating as well like all of that still applies there are just a few more strategies that you can try to help you navigate your way through so firstly no more replying to dms after a certain hour you're a human you know you need your rest so put in some boundaries and respond in the morning within business hours people can wait batch creating your content rather than spending hours a day trying to figure it all out is a go. Like this is something that you need to do because it's a waste of time to just sit there for hours trying to figure out the perfect caption for your post or like, I don't know, the right colors to edit with or all that stuff. Like it takes way too long and we get stuck on social media after that. It's a waste of time. So if it is totally consuming, then you need to create boundaries. And actually like on that, if it's totally consuming, you might want to look into outsourcing the social media part of the business as well. That can really help. Um, What else? What else? Let me think. Okay, so I know that there there are rules like engaging with your audience for the first 40 minutes after posting and doing a certain amount of stories and posts and reels and blah, blah. No, find what works for you and honor that. Find what works for you and honor that. You do not have to show up all the time. You can have days or weeks away if that is what you need for your mental well-being. You have to put yourself first. Again, I'm going to repeat it. Like it is just an app. It is just an app. It is not our whole life. So we can't let it consume us entirely because it is not healthy. Like it really isn't. And you know what? Just another thought. Just be mindful about the businesses that you follow. Remember that their journey is not yours and not to compare your day, I don't know, 60 to their year six. You know, if you're feeling triggered by other businesses, unfollow them. Gosh, okay, I need to take a big breath because I feel like this has been like a really heated podcast episode. (laughs) But let's sum it up, okay? Let's sum it up with my five big takeaways. Number one, If you feel yourself comparing or feeling any less than because of what you're seeing on social media, know that your feelings are valid. However, they are not always a reflection of reality. So give yourself the space to feel, to express and to work through what the deeper reasonings behind your feelings are. Like it is so important to give ourselves that space and that grace. Number two, create boundaries create boundaries rather than living life through a lens just actually live you know experience and be grateful within the real moments that life presents us with number three unfollow mute do what you need to do to cultivate an inspiring and feel good space to spend a little time each day Number four, social media is a highlight reel. It is never, ever a complete representation of someone's life or their reality. And number five, embrace the messy. There is so much beauty in that. You know, life is not perfect. And why would we want it to be? There would be no lessons and no growth if it was. And now we just need to breathe because that was a lot. But I really do hope that just 
brought something up for you and made you think about the way we're spending our time on social media and the impact it's having on us. And if you are finding yourself in a space of comparing, then know that you can create boundaries. You can put things into place to cultivate a space where you feel inspired, not triggered, you know, and to really protect your energy as well. So there is so much that you can do to really protect yourself from falling into this rabbit hole of comparisonitis. And if you have any questions at all, if you want to chat about this episode, or if you just have anything that pops up into your mind that you feel like sharing, just head over to my Instagram at the Daniela Relies, slide into my DMs and start a conversation. I'm always happy and here to chat. And on that note, one final request. If you have liked this episode or any of the previous episodes here at Self and Soul, I would highly, highly appreciate it if you could like this podcast, leave a review. And that way, the people that will also benefit from hearing this will find us as well. So leaving reviews on your podcast that you love is the best way to help us gain more traction and to be heard by all of the ears that need to hear this message. So that would be so, so appreciated. But on that note, I'm going to leave you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day and I look forward to speaking to you soon.